0: Day by day, getting better and better. Well, the here thing we you said are. Which thing? Oh, uh, <laughs> I feel like my whole life is just a series of. So well, that thing happened. <laughs>
1: and this is us just aggregating it.
0: We're just aggregating it. We're putting putting things neat in neat little files. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this happened, so it goes over here. This happens so it goes over here. The ultimate in satisfying compartmentalization.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> it should be worrisome, but is also very uh, entertaining.
0: Oh, satisfying. So satisfying. Incredibly.
1: Especially when you have a buddy.
0: Buddies! Ugh, oh, I'm so Y'all. happy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Y'all, this is all the fucks. All the fucks all the fucks It's usually a weekly podcast about giving so many fucks because your big giant heart is just too big for a world that doesn't want you to care so much oh, but it's now too- it's a my daily heart-
0: <laughs> What? My heart my heart's too big to stay
1: inside
0: so much Oh,
1: my heart too But now it's a daily podcast about all of that and the crushing anxiety of uh of the
0: apocalypse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um with the fun bonus of every so often I will get too many fucks stuck in my head to the tune of too many cooks.
1: Same. Oh. Yes. Yep. That's okay. But then it's
0: like in my head for an hour. <laughs> so you're welcome. Sorry you guys, but also you're welcome. Do You know, uh my uh, my brother Duncan always if you got a song stuck in his head, he's like, "Okay, do 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 inspector gadget." That's awesome.
1: I love that. Is that like thinking of a cow when you have to sneeze or yawn, I can't remember which?
0: Oh, uh I I don't know. I just feel like it's the it's the it's an earworm um it's an earworm boot disruptor. <mumbles> just like pop. Yes. <laughs> it's a disruptor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fucking great. Oh,
0: holy moly. Um,
1: Holy moly. I'm Jen Ponton.
0: I'm Lillian Bustle.
1: And we are keeping each other company from like 40 miles apart. And it's great. Oh,
0: it's like you're right here. Kind of. I'm, I gotta tell you, I'm, I've had a little bit of fun with like the Marco Polo app and like some of the video conferencing apps. And it's not that I don't want to see people. It's just like. I just don't, I don't need to look at everybody while I'm talking to them, and I certainly yeah, mm-hmm. don't need all of you to see me, because you know I don't have my face on, and, right, I, right. and I just gave myself a haircut, so. <laughs> How did that go?
1: It's shorter. <laughs> oh. So good. It is. Oh, man. Honestly, it makes me so happy that I did finally get my hair cut mid-February, I think. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I I should have. I had all the time. I had the $40. I didn't do it. Um, But I will say this. Now I can run my hands through it. And I was using so much conditioner, and it wasn't even helping. It was just making my hair greasy. It wasn't making it look better. No. <laughs> just, it looked like I went to bed with mayonnaise on my head no matter oh, no. how many times I washed it out. It was not.
1: No. Also, no. by the way, I have never done a mayonnaise ha- mask for my hair, and I think I've maybe never made a better decision in my life.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, no, no. You can't do that on fine hair. God, no, no. That's for, like, curly, really thick. No, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you guys have been enjoying our scary stories, so we're gonna do a little bit more of that. Yeah,
1: we're yeah we're excited that you guys love the scary stories. We love them too, so yay! Um, we'll also keep on doing our our, our more typical content, etc., etc. Uh, small housekeeping announcement: uh, You're gonna have quote-unquote regular episodes still coming at you every single thursday which means the entire like two month backlog that i have from when times were different and we were um in the same room together uh having slightly more fun only because not everything was on fire Um, (laughs) (laughs) so uh that you're gonna hear um Uh, Voices from the Past for quite a while, and we have some really, really good stuff coming up, so um, (laughs) stay tuned.
0: Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's so funny. um, Like, everything just sounds like such a – rings with such a cheerful naivete.
1: (laughs) I know, right? Oh, dude, wait until – because Lillian and I also – uh, on our, if you follow our Instagram, which is pretty fun, um, it's just little snippets. Uh, a lot of it is stuff that you have not heard. Um, I we had the idea, the bright idea, to re- to actually uh, capture on camera us recording for a while, and so there are videos of the two of us. And uh, I think literally the the very last one we did, we were talking about how this was about to blow up and how this would be what we were listening to and what how people could entertain themselves while we were all on total quarantine nightmare. And hey, that's what's happening. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> Scary stories to tell in the dark. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do uh do, do you have one that you'd like to begin with? Um.
0: Yes. Yes. This is one that I have definitely read before, and this one made my pee crawl back up inside me. So, oh my god, I'm so here excited. We go. Okay. This was um sent in by Eek a Freak, and I think this wound up being one of the top ten for this past year. Ooh. But I'm looking for it. I'm looking at it in the comments. So. Made this account purely to participate because I had a recent weird experience. This story is from about two months ago. I have no clear explanation for what the hell happened, and it took me three attempts to work myself up to remembering it in enough detail to write it down. Here goes. My husband and I are moderately unambitious hikers. As in, we enjoy going for a bit of a hill climb in the morning, and then visiting a local brewery or something in the afternoon. Yes, relatable content. Mm -hmm. In about mid-August of this year, we decide to head over to a nearby Civil War battlefield. We live in Virginia. About eighty-five percent of our parks seem to have been Civil War battlefields, so this is not considered a strange thing to do at all. Ah, a friend of ours. Relatable content. Oh yeah, come on. (laughs) We used to go make out on the battlefields. We used to. Um, they used to have like the, um, fake cannons. And I remember when we were out there one night, and one of my friends just like stuck his penis in a cannon and peed in it, and I was like, "Oh my God, that is the best argument for having a penis that I've ever seen in my entire life. I will that is never be able to sweet. I'll never be able to pee in a cannon.
1: I mean, you could. It would just be a challenge. <laughs> I'd have to get people to
0: you know how like, when like a bunch of guys come out and they lift a lady in a gown up sideways, yes, and then they carry right. her off) the...
1: Yes. <laughs> underneath her arms and <laughs> <laughs> only much
0: messier <laughs> uh, uh, anyway um, a friend of ours and her two kids is visiting from Pennsylvania so we invite them along the group is composed of me, my husband our friend who I'll call Sarah and her two children, Tyler who is 14 and Alicia 11 we set off on one of the marked trails but it's more difficult than we had planned we scramble up and down about three heavily wooded hills About 40 degree incline up and down on trails that are eroding pretty badly thanks to all the recent rain. We stop at the bottom of hill number three, looking up at hill number four from a bridge over a creek, a crick, to catch our breath. Sarah and the husband are both trying to stay positive. Alicia's huffing and starting to whine, and Tyler clearly thinks we're all idiots and wishes he were anywhere else. Admittedly, he's a 14-year-old boy, so he's always on the verge of this attitude. (laughs) While Sarah and the husband are working to rally the troops, I'm retying my boot and craning my neck to see if there's a secondary trail that's a little bit less vertical that we could follow. At which point, I see him. Now, it should be noted that we have seen no other hikers until this point. That's a little unusual, and this park is not far from town. It's accessible through a neighborhood, and we'd seen several dog dog walkers on the way in. However, we've taken what's clearly more of a nature trail than the flatter, better-maintained historic trail to the battlefield and cemetery so I'm not initially concerned by the appearance of this new person. Quite the opposite, actually. I've been worrying that for the past 30 to 40 minutes that we've lost the normal hiking trails and have mistakenly been following temporary stream cuts over hill and dale. Every time I am I'm hiking, I worry about the same thing. I'm like, this looks like a trail, however. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out of the woods. Um, in my newfound enthusiasm, I wave at the figure who's too far away from me to make out features except they are wearing what I think are long dark trousers and a long sleeve shirt. As I do, my husband says, honey, who are you waving at? I turn and say, that guy, pointing at the top of the hill, but he's no longer visible. I shrug it off, thinking he must have started down the trail. We finally make it to ground level about 20 minutes later. The trees are even beginning to thin out as we walk along a long ridge. We stop for another breather water break at the first historical placard we've seen in the park. As Sarah reads a lot about General Whomever and his exploits in 1860-something, I notice Tyler standing about five feet away and looking back down the path. I wander over to check up on him. Who's that? he asks me as I get close, pointing down the trail. He's acting weird, Tyler says. I remember feeling my scalp shrink up a bit under <sighs> my hair. Oh, no. As I say, trying to sound unconcerned and like the responsible adult in the situation. Weird how? Mm. Tyler says I think he's crawling or something. Oh, look. No. oh my God. no, I really don't want to look. But oh, there's still no, a little girl. That Tyler may be fucking with me because he's bored and he's 14. So, so I look and I don't see whomever Tyler is pointing at for a minute until I look at the ground near where the trail level's off at the top of the hill where there's a dark man-shaped thing laid out on the ground, kind of belly crawling. What? This is the point where I realize two things. One, I cannot make out anything. Any features of this person, not clothes, not a face, nothing. They're just uniformly dark, like they're all in shadow, even while they're crawling across the sunnier parts of the trail. And two, we need to not be in the woods anymore. Oh my God. <laughs> As I turned to Tyler to tell him to move for the visible battlefield era where, area, where there's also several tour groups and dog walkers visible. My husband, Sarah and Alicia suddenly join us, having noticed that we had not been participating in the historical marker read along. The husband then asks me what's up, and I say quietly so nobody panics. We need to head out. That guy is creeping me out. My husband squits down the trail and says, what guy? I look. Dude is still there. He's paused in the belly crawling and he's kind of concealed by some brush. He also still looks like he's in shadow, but he's visible. The guy crawling towards us, I say, sure that this will convince my suddenly unobservant husband that shit is not right. The -hmm. husband squints right at the guy, clearly does not see him, and looks at me confused. Tyler, proving that all my bad assumptions about teen boys are wrong in his case, sensibly decides he's not going to wait around for the adults to sort this out. He takes his sister's hand, which I have never seen him do, by the way, and I have known this kid since he was 10, oh my God, and no. starts walking quickly towards the sunlight and non-shadow people. <laughs> Sarah follows them immediately without a word to us, at which point the man-shadow starts crawling towards us again. <sighs>
1: ah, no, 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 no.
0: I'm done, needless to say. The woods, which have been feeling very cool and nice on a hot August day, now seem clammy, cold, and inexplicably quiet. I drag my husband along with me without explanation as it's clear he still isn't seeing the crawling man or whatever the hell it is. We make it out into the maintained sunny battlefield area at almost a run. I do not look back until we are well clear of the woods and in glaring sunlight with many non-shadow people nearby. I cannot see the man in the trees. The tree line we have just emerged from appears extremely dark in contrast with the bright sunny field. But I can't shake the feeling he's still back there, just past where I can see. I don't want to freak everyone out more, especially Sarah and Alicia, both of them notorious scaredy cats. Like, Sarah almost <laughs> threw up in terror on the Haunted Mansion ride of Disney World. <laughs> and Alicia is just like her mom. My nephew was so scared when we went on that that he pretended to go to sleep. He went, oh, I'm tired. Oh. And I was like, no, no, look, this is the fun part. Look, this you get to see the ghost. He was like, oh, too sleepy. <laughs> he pretended to go take a nap. Complete with snoring. Um, of course. Uh, so I don't say anything. I just watch the woods very closely as we explore the battlefield. The biggest problem now is that to get back to the parking lot, we have to go back into said woods. Oh my
1: God. I hate this
0: story. <laughs> Luckily, the trail from the historical area is not the one we were on, and it's much wider, flatter, shorter, and full of people. I make the executive decision to behave like a herd animal and manage to chat our way in amongst one of the tours of Civil War buffs. We all walk together towards the parking lot without incident. But I do know that Tyler is, again, sticking close to his mother and sister and is not objecting to have to move at our new group's slow pace. (laughs) Once we get to the car, everything seems fine. The cicadas and peepers have started back up, and the oppressive feeling is gone. It's just the Virginia woods in August again. We wait for most of the group to climb into cars as we say our goodbye. We're toward the end of the queue following one couple in a big SUV down the one one gravel road out of the park. Suddenly, the SUV slams on the brakes and we almost rerun them. And they sit in front of us uh, on the only road out of the park for no discernible reason for several minutes. Finally, the chorus of annoyed horns behind us seem to snap them out of it and they start driving again. We follow and as they exit the park, they pull over. My husband decides to check and see if they're okay because he's a genuinely nice person. He pulls up and rolls down my window. The driver rolls down his and my husband asks if everything's okay. Sure, the driver says. But boy, that guy crawling across the road about scared the life out of me. Oh my god.
1: Oh my god. What the
0: fuck? At which point I hear Tyler say, hell no, from behind the seat behind me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can feel sweat popping out along the small of my back despite the AC. My husband says, "What, man?" The SUV driver who thinks I look pale and kind of freaked out, but that could just be me reading into the situation, says, "You didn't read. You didn't see him? A guy in dark clothes army crawled across the road in front of us. You didn't see him go into the brush on the other side of the road?" "No," says my husband. I'm on the verge of hyperventilating at this point. Seeing this, my husband wraps up the conversation with a comment like, "Yeah, huh, so weird." <laughs> <laughs> well, if everything's okay, we'll just be going. Then he rolls up the window and drives damn fast out of that neighborhood. We compare notes that afternoon carefully so as to keep Alicia and Sarah calm. Tyler and I saw the shadow man, who Tyler independently described as a man-shaped shadow, crawling towards us on that last ridge. Sarah would not admit to seeing anything, although she seemed extremely uneasy for the rest of the day and would not let us any mention it to Alicia. Um, my husband didn't see anything, but did note how quiet the woods had been for the last five or ten minutes of the hike. I have not the slightest clue if what we saw was a very messed up person trying to scare us. If so, mission accomplished, or something oh. supernatural. But I can tell oh my you, God. I will not be hiking in that particular park anytime soon.
1: Absolutely, the fuck not. At shut it down. <laughs> backspace, backspace, backspace.
0: Oh, somebody's comment is yeah. Welcome to Nope Forever Woods. <laughs>
1: Oh my God!
0: I think I told you so many times that it's that unexpected movement thing that really Mm. fucks Mm. me up. Whether it's like something extra slow or extra fast or just like the skittery kind of thing. Oh, there's Mm -hmm. nothing. Like, um, is it the Grudge? What's the one where the girl's head like turns upside down and she she like crawls like a tarantula? Do you know what I'm talking about? Is it the Grudge? The
1: Exorcist.
0: No, no, no. It's a more recent one. It was the girl with the... Maybe it was the ring. Maybe it was the ring. The girl with the long hair that looked like she just, like, came out of a pool of oil. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, whichever the one is where, like, everything looks normal and she just looks like a sad girl and then all of a sudden it's like, crick, 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 and her head's upside down and she's on all fours like, No. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, That's probably the grudge. I don't recall. I mean, the, the whole terror of the ring is how slowly Samara moves. I mean, just the thought of it could could send me screaming. Um, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> just the thought of it. Like, if I never, ever have to watch that final scene of her coming out of the well and coming through the TV, which seems to take 20 minutes, <sighs> and every moment of it is dripping with dread, I'd be fine if I never watched that again.
0: <laughs> I gotta tell you, I just sweated through my shirt, my armpits. Oh my like- god. Uh, the spot under your boobs that always gets sweaty that's right
1: (laughs) Uh, virginia not like oh boy (laughs) and that's like i mean uh, the area around battlefields is almost always super haunted right oh yeah dead people
0: everywhere i mean you know they don't leave them there but (laughs) there's If you believe in that kind of psychic energy, like there's, it doesn't get any more Mm -hmm. clear cut than a battlefield. Come on.
1: (laughs) Um, I have this, I have what I guarantee is the very scariest one ever. I think I'm going to save it for, I'm going to save that for the end. Okay. Okay. All right. It's, yeah, it's the, it's the scariest one. Okay. I will read you do, 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 do. Okay, so this one is scary. Um, It is supernatural. It's called Love M, and it's from Melodrama Llama. When I was in high school, one of my friends was very into playing with Ouija boards. She was living with her grandparents because of her family situation, and I was living on my own because of mine. I really liked going over to her house because I was very lonely a lot of the time and her grandmother always had a full pantry. My friend and I used to hang out in her room for hours, smoking, trying to contact dead celebrities. And the, <laughs> wee- and the Ouija board worked. The planchette moved. We oh had no, this conversa- is the Ouija board story. Uh-huh. Ouija board scared the fuck out of me. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so ready. I'm ready, I'm ready oh yeah this is a good one and the ouija board worked the planchette moved we had conversations with whoever although never marilyn monroe as we both secretly hoped would happen we did <laughs> she's got talk to shit some- to do she's, she's busy- busy she is very busy busy
0: afterlife
1: <laughs> <laughs> we did talk to someone whose name started with m actually m was the only name they ever gave The planchette would start to move in a really fast, aggressive triangle when M showed up, and M was bad news. M's defining feature was that he or she did not like me. At all. M would always spell out terrible things about me, about how and when I would die, that kind of thing. I know, the Ouija is subconscious, or not-so-subconscious movement, right? But it seemed very purposeful and real, somehow. Even if we invited other people over to play, M would show up. It was creepy. Eventually we moved on to some other pastime and I stopped thinking about it. A few months into our senior year, my friend and I had a falling out and stopped speaking. I didn't have a lot of other friends at the time. Hard to believe that a manic depressive poetry nerd with a Ouija enemy wasn't very popular. <laughs> Oh. Relatable, baby. Relatable. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. After school, I used to go back to my little apartment where I lived alone and listen to music and read and try to get the one channel I could on my ancient TV.
0: Oh, I remember that.
1: hmm I was bored. I wanted someone to talk to. Guess where this is going. <sighs> I started to play Ouija by myself, using a Ouija board that I'd drawn. Oh! it worked. Jesus. Right? <laughs> Who is it? Uh, uh, Parker Brothers doesn't just have the corner on this. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, and it worked. Or I made it work, or whatever. Eventually... M showed up again with triangles and nasty words and messages of doom. And even though I was pretty sure M was some kind of creation of my self hating subconscious, I decided not to play anymore. And things started to get a bit weird. First, it was dishes clattering in the kitchen. Not constant, just occasionally. The first few times I went to check it out, but I didn't see anything. After a while I stopped getting up to look, but the noises kept happening. I started to get uncomfortable in the apartment. <laughs> have you ever Have you ever had a bad feeling about a place? Like serious bad vibes? I felt that way in my apartment, particularly in the bathroom. But I figured I was just being silly, lonely, over imaginative. No oh, relatable. No, Beverly. Not the bathroom. <laughs> Not the bathroom. Legit, never the bathroom. One night, I was doing some drawing in my sketchbook. I did some paintings, too, because I was painting some props for a play I was on the crew for at school, and I was waiting for them to dry. I went to bed with everything laid out on the living room floor. The next morning when I woke up, I went out into the living room. I didn't have my glasses on, so everything was kind of blurry. I saw my paintings and the finished props and thought, oh good, these are dry. And I was about to go get dressed when I noticed something else on the floor. It looked like another painting. I went closer. It was a page torn out of my sketchbook and turned over so the image was on the back. It was a message. It looked like it had been written by a finger dipped in paint, in Ugh. red paint. And it just said, DIE, in big red letters. In the bottom right-hand corner was an M. And the <sighs> And the paper, the paper was scorched, burnt around the edges with big brown singes in the middle of the page. That was the worst part. Because for a second I thought, well, maybe I was sleepwalking and legibly wrote a message to myself on this piece of paper and cleaned everything up when I was done. But the scorching made it real. I stood there feeling like someone had dropped a cold stone down into my stomach for quite a while, holding this horrible thing. And my choices were really that I had done it and couldn't remember, that someone else had broken in and done this very specific thing and left me without hearing, or that no one had done it and all of the choices were way too unsettling. (laughs) And I decided to get out of the apartment. Yeah. I brought <laughs> Good idea. But I brought the paper with me because I wanted to tell someone about it, and I knew no one would believe me without the proof.
0: Yeah, and get it out of the apartment, too.
1: And get like, it out no, of the apartment. No, don't just, like, leave that hanging around. Mm-mm. Ugh. I went to school, but I didn't go to class. I told a couple of friends about this, and they agreed that the message should be destroyed. So we took it out in the field behind school and burned it. And I hung out at a coffee shop as long as I could after school so I wouldn't have to go home. But of course, eventually I had to. There was something that looked like purple lipstick on the wall next to the door to my apartment. When I got closer, I could see it was an M. I left the apartment a couple of weeks later. I haven't heard from M since. But 20 years later, thinking about playing Ouija still makes me very, very nervous.
0: Oof. Ooh. Ooh, uh, yuck. Oh my
1: God. Oh, can I tell you my ever- Ouija
0: story? I have a bunch of Ouija stories, but the one where I was like, Oh, this is some shit. Um, we were at a party in college and uh, I have a very dear friend who was adopted. And um, after, Maybe two years after this happened um he came he came out as gay, mm-hmm. so um, he we were doing the Ouija board, and everybody was drunk, and everybody was like, "Who am I gonna marry? what's you know asking it like um fortune cookie type shit um and then my friend was like, oh who who uh let's say his name was marty Marty mcfly um he was like, oh." Who am I going to marry? Who am I going to marry? What's the name of the girl I'm going to marry? That's what it was. And -hmm. it just kept going, no, no, no. And he was like, I'm not going to marry anybody. And then it just kept spelling out gay. (laughs) 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 My poor friend Marty got outed by a spirit. But then, then the creepy thing... I mean, oh, that's no. kind of funny, but um, then it was like guessing everybody's name. Everybody was stepping up. They're like, what's my name? Oh, Andrew. What's my name? Oh, this, that. And it was like Who getting it right. I? Getting it right. I am Robbie. Getting it right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, and then oh, Marty was like, what's my name? And it spelled out Paul. And everybody was like, that's not his name. And it kept oh, spelling shit. it out. And Marty's face is like white. Because oh that God. that was his name before his parents adopted him and renamed him. Fuck. And that was when I was like, nope. No, thank you. I'm yeah. not that curious
1: anymore. Yeah. Like, look. Um, so I, I have a... A, a lovely friend of mine who I did a show with a million years ago she uh she had been she had had a haunting for a very long time in another city and i remember her it had been enough time that she could recount it to me but she was like actually it's really uh it's not a great idea to talk about it because it's such an emotional charge that oh. it's like it's like putting up an antenna wow. under a under a foggy uh, cloud bank, and it's like those kinds of emotions and that sort of that sort of vibrational energy sends up an antenna to the kind of shit we can't see, yeah. and it helps draw added attention. Mm -hmm. So I remember her, right? So I remember her telling me this story really as um, neutrally and devoid of feeling as she could. There were some parts where she like had to kind of wash it out and make it really bland. And it was scary as fuck. Even even, Even with her um, tamping it down like that. And I just, you know, so I kind of feel like, yeah, was a Ouija board initially created to just be some snake oil situation? Yes. However, do I think if we concoct these ideas to help bridge the gap energetically that if your antenna is high enough and if you go looking like it is that kind of thing, don't go looking unless you really want to find it. Right you know? Yeah. I think if you want to be open to that kind of stuff, you can. But if you don't want to be open to it, like, don't uh. don't go rummaging around with that energy. You yeah. Know?
0: Don't, don't poke a bear. Don't um, poke a bear. I think Ouija boards are older than Parker Brothers, and they just made a cheap shitty version of them.
1: Yes, yes, yes. They are. In fact, uh, The Dollop has an episode on Ouija boards uh, yeah it's pretty good it's it's good and there i mean there is a lot there's a lot of garbage snake oil shit in it um but again i think what started as a tool for uh for uh hoodwinking people just it be, just became a natural energetic avenue you know uh-huh
0: Oh, my gosh. Did you, Have you ever taken a second and looked up, like, the seances of the 19... I think 1930s is when they got ah! to be really popular? Oh, like, Blythe Spirit time period?
1: Yes, yes, yes. That's... that might be the same episode of the dollop, or it might just be a really similar one. But yes, the dollop has one on seances as well.
0: Oh, my God. This oh one God. lady, I, every so often I just look up like um, historical fat women and see what I can find. Um, yes, it's not it's not usually anything good, but but this time I would love yeah. to write a fucking musical about this lady. Now I can't remember her name, but I will find it and then I will send it to you. Um, so she was like a super super famous um spiritualist of that time period, and like she had snowed so many people, this lady. Um, and she, one of the things that she would do is conjure, um, uh, uh, ectoplasm, um, which was basically like, I don't know, cotton or toilet paper or some shit that she dragged out of her mouth, but it was, it was like <laughs> spiritual material. You know what I mean? Yep. 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 Um, <laughs> <Ghost jizz. laughs> yeah. And she was, I think that she was maybe finally put in jail. This is this is me just making shit up now. However, sure. it doesn't matter. It's still a good story. I'm here for it. Um, and I want to know all about all of that. I want to know every single thing about anybody who actually thought that they were, were doing, say, like, real seances back in the day. Oh, my God. And the, everybody, it was had something to do with, like, the wars and where people were in needs of distraction. You know what I mean? I mean, like, mm-hmm. now.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> people are like, what's the shiny thing? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'm almost certain that uh, if you want to do research on her, I'm almost certain that, that that's who the dollop covers. Uh, uh, my goldfish brain is really—it's just focused on other shiny things right now. But um, that's okay. I'll find it. I want I'm to say Chapman. it was like two, two like two sisters who were who were flummoxing the public.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. This lady was a solo act for sure. Um, but I am still excited, and I will find it. I really like the dollop. Thank you for mentioning them to me because I don't think I would have. I don't. I get a thing about bro comics sometimes, you know, where I'm like, I feel like I've heard enough. Um, But they are very, 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 very funny.
1: Yes. I I love making an exception for them because I, too, am like, you know what? This has been my visual and and entertainment diet for so long. Long, just mm-hmm. out of a dearth of other voices rising to the top, that like, no, I don't need to give another broadcast a chance. I'm good, but my best friend was like, no, the dollop is the shit, and uh, she's even more of a screeching harpy than I am. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes, that it's. Uh, I, I love them very much, and I will. I happily listen to them. Excellent. Um. Uh, da, da. oh also uh, on the same page as like a uh, seance shit there's a there's a scary movie called a haunting in connecticut that as i recall is not executed extremely well but it is effectively scary and the conceit of it is that uh this this house in connecticut is haunted and when you make, when you follow the the breadcrumbs back to like why it's such a creepy place, it's because the people who owned it used to do seances, and in order to drum up enough ghost energy, they hid dead bodies in their walls. No. Uh huh. And so the no. whole house is like lined with corpses. So that's good. I mean, it's a it's a really good plot. And as I recall, I felt. Sort of like iffy about the the execution. However, great story. Ooh. Great story. <laughs> oh my god. Eee. Uh, all right. Uh,
0: so I picked this at random, and I haven't read it yet. But I read the comments underneath it that were like, "Oh my god, so creepy." This one gave yes, me yes. goosebumps. I've read best I've read so year. Read yes. yet? Yes. Yet. And it's not too long, so perfect fits. <laughs> check check check. From someone named Lauren. I like spooky things, but I wouldn't consider myself a big believer of the supernatural. In fact, if this hadn't happened to me, I would easily write off all ghost stories to be just that, stories. But it did, and for 30 years it has lingered in the back of my mind. Was that real? When I was four, we lived in a house in San Jose, nestled in a relatively new suburb in the 80s. I was a tow-headed little girl, which by the way, it's T-O-W headed, but this is spelled (laughs) T-O-E and I'm not mad about it. But I like the idea of someone having toes on their heads as a child. <laughs> Foot fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I, was a, I was a toe-headed little girl looking like a twin of the girl in that movie Poltergeist. In fact, there were so many similarities to our circumstances at the time that, to the movie that... This is, syntax is fucking terrible. Let me try again. In fact, <clears throat> there were so many similarities to our circumstances at the time to the movie that it's been a running joke. It was a near documentary, but the weirdest one was that I was, oh, fuck you, with the Lauren, but the weirdest one was that I was the only one that could see this thing. Okay. First time I saw it, I was sitting in our living room playing with our, my toys on our brown shag carpet. Something whizzed by my head, and when I look up, I saw a hand floating about four feet above where I was sitting. No body, no face, just a hand, white and gnarled with bright red fingernails, just hanging there, palm facing me like it saw me, we both just sat there, I guess, looking at each other. When my mother walked in, it flew behind her, hovered a bit, and then it was gone. I didn't tell her what I saw at the time, but it wasn't the last time it hung around. In fact, far from it. The hand became a regular part of my life in that house for a few months I was only four, so I only have glimpses of these moments, but it always came with a deep sense of dread when it arrived. Yeah, no, fucking shit. When I was trying to do arts and crafts, it would hover over the table before knocking things over. Oh then it would fly God away. Fuck. It would I open all such the... such a dick. I know! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would... This, what a nightmare for a four-year-old. It would open all the cupboards and drop plates to the ground. It would throw things across the into the wall. And when I would tell my parents that I was very clearly the hand, I was across the room and they knew it. They would laugh and say it wasn't possible. And it always seemed to like to hide in the coat closet when it was finished wreaking havoc. No. Oh my God. no. I wonder if it opened the door and let itself in like the balloon. Ah, <laughs> the, oh, the balloon. As an adult. I've asked them if they ever saw me doing these things and they say no, but that I would always blame the hand for the weird, often violent things that befell our house. The thing is, I would actually say the hand is here before these things happened, yet they, the hand is here. (laughs) Thanks, Carol Ann. Before these things happened, yet they could never account for my actually causing anything and often the things that happened were impossible for a four-year-old girl to inflict. Believe me, I spent a lot of time trying to prove it was just me being a weirdo, but nothing ever sticks. The moment I realized the hand was not just an annoying menace trying to get me in trouble it was prior to our moving away. My older sister was baking cookies in the kitchen while I was in the living room watching TV. We could always see each other through the cutout between rooms, and when I got that cut, that gut feeling I'd always get when the hand showed up, I looked over at her. Sure enough, there it was, hovering between us in that little space between. I said, "Nikki, the hand is here. It's right by you." Frustrated, she grabbed the sheet of unbaked cookies, looked me square in the eye, and said, Lauren, I'm so tired of this hand thing. It's not real. And as she was saying those last words, I watched the hand push her into the oven behind her. (gasps) She burned the whole side of her arm. Oh, my God. It was one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. And for being so young, it's pretty intense how clear that memory has stayed with me. The following week, we were clearing the house out for our move. The hand was hovering behind me, following me everywhere on our way out. I looked behind me, knowing it would hide in the coat closet when I got too close. Oh, my God. It's like the ghost in in, um, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Uh, I was terrified it was going to follow us, and it would be my fault. Oh, no. That final day, as I walked towards it, it zoomed into the closet, and I slammed it shut. That was the last time I was in that house. I haven't seen it since. Recently, I looked up the house on Zillow. Out of all the houses in the neighborhood, this one has the most resales. I wonder if it was just me and my oh. strange little imaginary enemy, but even at 34, I honestly can't say it was just my imagination.
1: Okay, that, like, fucking cements it. Holy
0: <sighs> shit. <laughs>
1: Holy shit. Oh my God. <sighs> oh, 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 what? <laughs> No, I to make some what? cookies.
0: What the what indeed?
1: Yeah, I was kind of my mind wandered a little bit and I was thinking about these um salted uh salted dark chocolate oat cookies. Yeah, I make. Yeah, they're pretty fucking rad. Um yeah, maybe that'll happen. Mm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh Ugh. my God. Just a fucking disembodied hand. That's insane. And then they would hide in the closet. I know.
0: That's Coward. so crazy. With red
1: fingernails. With red nails. It, have you ever seen House? Uh, not, okay. Let me be clear. Not the show. <laughs> the 1986? Nah, the answer's no. Horror not. movie. I believe you. But I have not. It's so great, um, it's wonderful, and it it has a it has a it has a ghosty zombie hand, and that's mm-hmm. all I can think of. <sighs>
0: yeah, I didn't see oh a God. lot of eighties horror movies.
1: Uh, I don't know
0: why Poltergeist was the was the one, um, but it it fucked me up, but good.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna do another uh, another supernatural story. This is fucking crazy, all right? Tell me. This is from, uh, this is in the comments. It's from a user called Executor Elasis. (laughs) I want to know all these people. I know. All right. I know. Right? My friend grew up in a house in the country her father had built. Oh, I read that wrong. My friend grew up in a house in the country her father had built. Oh, okay. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Better. <laughs> Tonality. It was, a, it was a weird place. Two levels, an octagon over a pentagon, or it was the other way around, or some other figures, creating all these strange angles in the rooms, set out like a sort of spiral. It's a lovely house itself with all these amazing little hidden features. The master bed, for example, juts out in a little pop-out box out of the side of the wall, like a window box, so that you can look up at the sky from the bed. Uh, Oh, that sounds fucking rad. Unless somebody's Um,
0: looking down.
1: Nope. It also had some weird parts, like there were no doors anywhere, even the bathroom. Nope. Instead relying on creative angles to block lines. Nope, I fucking hate that shit. Sometimes you gotta take a dump Mm. and you don't want like you can't
0: just be like, I'm gonna go around three angles, and then everybody (laughs) in my party is surely not gonna hear me. Poop. Come on.
1: Can you imagine? No door, but then you put on the exhaust. (laughs) (laughs) right, you guys, be right back. (laughs)
0: Oh, those, the people who design shit like that, I'm convinced they don't have friends, but please continue.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're not really, uh, you're not really planning long-term for social interactions. come on. (laughs) Anyway, when she was two or three, one winter, she woke up in the middle of the night with a start and came out of her room into the living space. There was a woman standing in the middle of the living room she didn't recognize, The woman was beckoning to her with her hand to come closer. My friend wasn't sure what to do. She was, after all, a toddler. Uh, So she just stood there for a bit, looking at the woman trying to figure out what to do. That's when she noticed that the woman was resting her other hand on the cast iron stove that stood in the middle of the living room. Oh, no. It was the middle of the winter, and the stove had been stocked up to burn all night. The outer walls were glowing red hot. This is when my friend started screaming, which woke her mother up. Another feature of the master bedroom is that it looks over the living room like a sort of balcony. Also a weird fucking choice. My friend's mother ran to this overlook, and that's when she was hit with some feeling of such abject terror that she couldn't bring herself to look over the ledge into the living room oh no
0: no mommy Mm -hmm.
1: imagine your child is just out of sight screaming in terror and whatever is causing that terror exerts such a force on you that all you can do is huddle down and pray that whatever the fuck that thing is Uh, it goes away mommy my friend doesn't remember what happened after that years later she was at a fair and visited a palm and tarot reader. When she sat down, the first words out of the woman's mouth were, the spirit that scared you as a child meant you harm, and you will have two more such visitations in your life. Oh, God, no!
0: <laughs> that's it, that's the talk. Fuck, I want to celebrate Christmas!
1: <laughs> no, spirit!
0: Nope unsubscribe oh my god i'll Someone, give tiny tim a goose don't
1: come back the top rated comment is that gif of the black lab dog going into his crate oh. and pulling the blanket over his head and laying down <laughs> my f- I... oh
0: sorry is that the end of that yep that's how it oh ends Oh god no <laughs> what i like the um no. you know the the one with the octopus that's just like nope 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 nope
1: yes the nope to no oh nope to puss that
0: makes sense oh <laughs> for fuck's sake no mm-hmm. yep <laughs> oh my god oh uh, i would like a follow-up call <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right this one i scanned to the end and i'm pretty confident that this is badass
1: horrifying
0: Ooh. um Uh, it's from someone named Isabella and I don't know why but it's called Mushroom Season this story happened a few years ago to one of my closest friends she won't mind me telling her story as long as she remains anonymous let's call her Jane back in college Jane and I and two other girlfriends took a long trip to sorry took a trip to Barcelona for a long weekend celebrating the end of our exams we spent our first days visiting the Sagrada Familia walking around and drinking sangria sangria gives me a headache I respect it but it's not something I can drink on Friday nights, we decided to go party in a popular club at the city center. All of us were having a lot of fun and a lot to drink. At some point, Jane started flirting with a very good-looking guy on the dance floor. Soon, soon they left the dance floor to find a quiet place near the bar and started kissing. I was still dancing with my friends but kept an eye on Jane, because that's uh, what friends do, worried that she might follow him somewhere without telling us. After a while, she came back on the dance floor and told us that the guy, let's call him Pedro, offered her to go back to his place. She was hesitating because she didn't want to leave us, but on the other hand, Pedro was very nice and she felt a connection. Finally, we all took a round of shots with him. They kissed some more, but she decided to stay with us at the club since we were having fun. Pedro gave gave her his phone number and said that he would love to see her again before she left, and they agreed that she would call him on the next day to go get a drink with him. We went back to our hotel really late that night, and the next day went off so fast that she never ended up calling him. Back home to her daily life, Jane forgot about him pretty quickly, but then she started to develop a nasty rash around her mouth and chin. She eventually went to see her dermatologist, who ordered some lab tests and sent her home with an antibiotic cream. A week later, early in the morning, the police came knocking at Jane's door. Startled, she wondered what this was about, and the policeman announced that they had to ask her some questions about her rash in order to understand exactly how she contracted it. Still shocked that her dermatologist had apparently shared some confidential information, Jane replied that she had no idea. The only thing she could think of was the man that she had kissed in Barcelona a few weeks earlier. Pressed by the police to share any information that could help identify him, Jane gave the phone number that she had kept in her mobile. She asked again, very panicked at that point, why would the police care about her skin rash? The policeman then explained to her that lab results showed a particular type of fungal infection that could only be transmitted via close and repeated contact with cadavers.
1: (gasps) Oh my god! Oh my god! No, 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 no! No, 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 no! No!
0: No,
1: no. Oh, no! Oh, when you see it!
0: Horrified, Jane ran off to the hospital to get the strongest treatment she could have. But the worst was still to come. When she contacted the police later to inquire about the case, she was still hoping there was a not-too-disturbing explanation for why she'd been contaminated with a fungus (laughs) that grows on cadavers.
1: She learnt... I have a feeling she's not going to get so lucky on that one. She
0: learnt that the Spanish police had arrested Pedro after finding a woman's dead body in his apartment.
1: Yep. Yep. That tracks.
0: Which means he was making out with that dead body.
1: It sure does. (laughs) Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Oh my God. That was fantastic. I mean, and super gross and great.
0: Oh God.
1: Oh, somebody's poking holes in
0: it. I swear I heard this somewhere else. I don't care. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's still a great fucking story.
1: Unnecessary. Oh, oh,
0: oh, it was this. Uh, somebody snoped it. Oh, boo. Fuck. Do you want me to cut Fat- that? No, it's still a good story. Fact check boyfriend corpses, medical Do you condition. want me? No, let's leave this part in. Do you in, want though.
1: me to cut this, uh, this part? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, leave this
0: part in. Yeah. I want people to know. But. Ah, I mean, if I had just scrolled down a little bit, I would have seen that. But it didn't matter. It's a great fucking story.
1: <laughs> well, I will say that now the new negative is, now you don't know if whoever you're making out with has been making out with dead people. Oh. <laughs> now there is no fungal test. <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. Such a good cautionary tale. I love it. Oh
0: no. Um, we... <laughs> oh, girls have to do with so much slut shaming anyway we don't need them to worry about like
1: fucking re up. well you know what I think it's a good like watch out for your friends story though yeah for sure how does anybody ever have sex like I don't
0: <laughs> I don't know like where how does anyone trust anyone long enough for to real to be in a dark room and even be naked
1: yeah that there's there's a lot of there's a lot of things to.
0: I guess it's a numbers game. I mean, by. fewer people get murdered than don't get murdered.
1: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I still don't love those odds. That no goes way. right up
0: there with when my friend was like, "Can I drink and take Tylenol?" and I shrugged and said, "Some people do heroin." <laughs>
1: Your logic is my favorite. I mean, it's probably
0: not great, but you're probably not going to die today. <laughs> uh,
1: this is the voice of reason we all need in our lives, friends. <laughs> I'm
0: the devil and the angel on your shoulder. I
1: love it. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: let's see. Are you ready for? Yes. I mean, we're yeah,
0: we're in the home stretch. Give me, the, give me the last one. Give me the doozy.
1: Okay. All right. This is the doozy. I don't know if anything will ever top this. I'm sorry if it doesn't. But, you know, if I die in the interim, whatever, I gave you the good shit. Oh, fuck.
0: I'm buckling Uh, in, man.
1: I kind of have to pee, but I'm going to wait. Wait. Yeah. This is a story called Look At Me, (gasps) and the user is Theater Guy. Hi, Theater Guy. (coughs) You're in good fucking company. Okay. This happened my junior year of high school. One evening, my mother and stepfather had gone out to some event. Maybe it was an extended dinner or a concert. It's hard to remember. I had stayed at home to work on a paper that was due the next day. I was one of those kids who procrastinated until the last minute and spent the whole night working at the desk in my room. To give you a picture of the room, my desk faces a wall and sits next to a small window that's on the same wall, And from where I sit, my back faces the doorway. While I was working, I was wearing these great headphones that I had gotten for my birthday, the kind that are noise-canceling. My parents left the house around 6 p.m., and the whole time they were gone, I sat at my desk, blasting music through my headphones and writing my essay. Occasionally, I would take breaks and watch the rain and lightning outside my window. We lived in Houston at the time, and there was a big storm that night. I never left my desk. My parents returned around 11 p.m. At some point, late, late in the evening, I had removed my headphones, so when my parents came home, coincidentally, just a few minutes after, I clearly heard the garage door open, and my parents opened the door to the house. Seconds after I hear them enter, I hear my mother shout my name. Adrian! She screams. What on earth happened here? confused i get out of my chair and start walking through the house to them there's only a small hallway that separates my room from the living room due to my rush to figure out why my mother was yelling i paid little attention to the hall and the house after a few moments i get to my parents my mom looks livid she's pointing at the carpet floor yelling was this you did you have friends over i look down the carpet is ruined It's covered in muddy footprints. Uh. I frantically explain to her that I have no idea how those got there, that I spent the whole night at my desk working on my paper. I watch as her face goes from anger to confusion to fear. We realize that someone must have entered the house. Uh. Quickly, we scan the footprints, trying to make sense of the situation. It only takes us a few moments to figure out where they start our back door which we usually left unlocked. No! What's wrong with people? Nope. Stop it! Why? It takes
0: such so little effort and time. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) I know, right? Like all of these cautionary tales. Then we noticed something else. The footprints started at the back door, but there were no footprints exiting the back door. We hear something pounding through our house. We hear the front door get torn open, then slammed shut with a sharp wham! We all run into the garage and lock the door. My mom starts shouting at the police through the phone, Please come quickly! Someone's broken into our house! After what seems like hours, the police arrive. Ugh. An officer stays with us in the garage as his partner goes through the house, room by room. His partner tells us that it's safe to go back in, that there's no one in the house. And then... She asks us a question. She asks us whose room is down the hall to the left. My parents look at me, and I tell the officer that it's mine. She asks us to follow her down the hall. As we go, it's easy to see that the footprints weave through my house from the back door. They go through the living room, through the small hallway, into my parents' room, which is down the hall to the right, and then turn around towards my room. They stop in my doorway. (laughs) Then, then the officer points at my door, which I had left open the whole night. On it, in black sharpie, was written the following. My log. 847. I see you. 853. You forgot to lock the back door. 8.59, you seem focused.
0: On the door in Sharpie?
1: 9.24, turn around. 9.47, look at me. 10.15, look at me. Oh my fucking shit. 10.37, look at me. 10.49, look at me. For nearly two hours, someone stood in my doorway watching me. To this day, I shudder to think about what would have happened if I had ever turned around and looked at them. Oh, night. my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. No! Dead, oh, dead, 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 dead. Forget it. Goodbye. Canceled. Oh, unplug
0: Earth. Nope. <laughs> unplug Earth. <laughs> No! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no! Oh,
1: no. <laughs> uh, right though. God. Right. Uh, all this doorway
0: action, <laughs> the fucking mm-hmm. sleepover people. Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yep. Oh my god! Oh my god!
0: How do you recover from that? I would have to move.
1: Shit shit shit, shit 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 shit
0: thrilling shit, thrilling shit. scary right? things to take your mind off of the terrible planet
1: <laughs> other reasons why it's terrible uh, <laughs>
0: remember all the other terrible shit that we were afraid of before is still going on
1: <laughs> that's right kinahora uh, poi 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 kind of comforting what did you say uh it's a super jewy way to like uh uh to divert the evil eye say it again though kinahora poi 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 the poi 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 is you spitting oh oh oh, spitting yeah yeah
0: okay all right i've seen people do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) kinahora oh yeah for sure oh man Um, oh god man um if we're gonna do recommendations i um Oh yes! Uh, I have been watching. Don and I are in love with Dispatches from Elsewhere. Oh God, it's so good! Oh, the first Ooh. two episodes were my favorite. The second two were okay. Um, Jason Segel. Oh, no. I mean, they're they're okay. Um, they've got um, one of the uh, uh, fuck. One of the guys from Outcast is in it, and I find him not to be a great actor. But Sally Field is lovely. Um, I mean, maybe he's doing a great job and it's just the way the character's written. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Regardless, it is beautiful. And there are, like, little heart-wrenching beautiful moments in every, and it's visually stunning. Um, And there's, like, just, like, a lovely trans character who it's not, like, a big deal. It's just she's, it. it's part of her narrative, but it's just she's a person that's involved in this weird game. Um mm. And, and Jason Segel's adorably Jason Segel-y. I love him. Yeah. He's the best. And he, like, wrote, directed, he did, it's his baby. Um, Anyway, I'm thoroughly fucking enchanted. Um, We've only seen four
1: episodes and it's on AMC. Uh, oh, 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 oh! No, I have a great recommendation. So a lot of a lot of people have watched it. It's been it's been lauded and celebrated, but um, relatively new, as in came out I believe this summer. Um, Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett's Good Omens yes. on Amazon Prime. <laughs> oh, what a time to watch it! Oh, for sure. It's such a well done adaptation mm. of the novel. The novel is delightful. Strong, strongly recommend that you read that. It's so funny. It's so charming and twee and quirky, and um, and the show is done absolutely beautifully yeah. at, with that same irreverence and sort of like uh, a nod and a wink and and it's just it's great. I think there's six or eight episodes, so it's a it's a mini series, yes. but it's just and perfect. The, and it's about the end of the world. The
0: angel Xerophil, mm-hmm. is that his name? Uh, Yes. Um, And Azrael is the demon. Um, And Aziraphal. This just tickled me so much because it's the British guy who was in Masters of Sex.
1: Yes, uh, Michael. Uh oh, it's not Michael Shannon. No, it's not Michael Shannon.
0: Uh oh.
1: (laughs) Uh oh. It's Michael Sheen. Okay, great. It's Michael Sheen. But he's so
0: like emotionally (sighs) closed. Then to see him Mm -hmm. just be like, "Mm oh. I'm, oh hello! I'm a lovely angel. Yes, hello. Mm,
1: it's this and it's, <laughs> Who definitely it's gives a all it. the fucks? Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, he gives I so know. many fucks. He's
1: a he's, he's a good little lifestyle. anxious care bear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ooh, with all the old
0: books. Oh yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. it. Yeah,
1: that's a pretty good allegory
0: for a show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jen. Oh, my God. I love you.
1: Ah, oh, I love you too, Lillian. I miss your face. I miss you. One day, one nice. day we're going to see
0: faces again.
1: It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh. I, uh,
0: on my, on my Instagram today, I actually was like, send me your pretty and artistic nudes because I took some cute ones and I was like, why well, I want to show these to people. Um, because the reason why I even took them was because I have spent so much time doing video chat with people, like in terrible lighting, too close up, just like <laughs> looking at every like sag and <laughs> crevice of my face mm-hmm. that I was like, no, I need to turn the tables and portray myself attractively for at least a hot second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: Oh, man.
0: So send me your right, send me your friends. nudes. That's what I'm trying to say. Send her
1: the nudes. Do it. Don't be weird. About within it. reason. Just no. You know. Within Nothing reason. Nothing like right. don't
0: be fucking a watermelon or something. Oh, a little checklist. <laughs> One is the lighting good. Two
1: is there, there poop
0: go. in the background. Three, am I fucking anything?
1: <laughs> no, you're good to go. <laughs> It reminds me of all those old Craigslist pictures before people like understood the principle of what
0: their digital camera was capable of. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the one of the girl with the poop in the toilet? No. Oh, it's this girl taking a super sexy picture with her boobs all pushed up and there's a whole turd in the toilet (laughs) Oh no! behind her.
1: (laughs) No, I'm thinking of the guys who like are... Either posting apartments or uh, or pieces of furniture, and they take the picture and there's some mirror surface <gasps> that catches that they're completely bare. The naked, yes,
0: yes, yeah. And it happens a lot. It happened so much. <laughs> there has yeah. to be a Tumblr of that somewhere, right? What do how
1: what do we even look at that? Oh, part? almost certainly uh accidentally naked on craigslist sure <laughs> oh my god all right i know what i'm doing for the rest of the day boop, boop, boop. <laughs> amazing oh, what a way to right. spend
0: the quarantine all right i love, love you. you love you too guys bye yeah bye